2: Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free In terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.
3: Welcome back to Red Side of the Trent. This is your host, Adam Wicklow, previewing the Manchester City game as we welcome the citizens, as, I, as you may want to call them, for the first time <laughs> in a league meeting at the City Ground since 2001. A famous David Johnson was on the front cover of the Match Day programme that day. His son, Brennan Johnson, who is now striker for Forest, was five months old at the time. I'm delighted to welcome the City Report pod, Amos Murphy, back onto the show. Amos, how are you, mate? You right?
4: Yeah, I've been good. Um, nice to be back. Obviously, it was a little bit warmer when I was last on the show in August. And uh, Harlan scored some more goals. Forrest have signed some new players again. So uh, not much has changed. You said to me, and Rhys at the time, I think it was, that it
3: might be a closer match than we thought. And then I saw Erlen Harlan <laughs> score a perfect first-half hat-trick. Though it was good for the fantasy team, it was not good for a Wednesday night. <laughs> I bet you had a fun time though, didn't you? When you got over that. <laughs> um, I mean, watching like Ilkay Gundogan not really move too much, but still dominate midfield—it's a bit <laughs> embarrassing, really. Watching us chase shadows, unfortunately. I mean, as much as it is, people say, "Oh, it's great to be here," and it's—you it, got to enjoy yourselves. I, I don't think I really enjoy getting pumped six nil, no, to be honest. Uh, at any point, uh, mm. in in watching football, but. How do you think the season's going so far? It's a bit of a weird situation on and off the field, I'd say, for Man City. Would you not agree?
4: I'd I'd completely agree. Um, every single week, I'm coming on different shows. I'm hosting my own shows saying, oh, it's fantastic this week. City doing so well, looking so good, playing some fantastic football. And then the next week, we're sort of flirting with crisis. It, it's been probably I think most people have associated City the last few years by maybe one or two off seasons with this sort of relentless juggernaut that goes and wins titles at ease setting points records going into the 90s with with you know like I said with with, with complete ease whereas this season the Jeopardy, which uh, a lot of rival fans have said city don't have I think is definitely showing its face this season because it's been a tumultuous. Whilst at the same time also being in a title race in the Champions League and the FA Cup, so it's uh, it's absolutely nothing to to be uh, too concerned about. I don't think. I
3: mean, Pep Guardiola said in the, the other day um, that it was his fault that Stephen Gerrard slipped in, <laughs> in Liverpool's <laughs> race for the title that season. I mean, as it, is Pep Guardiola getting bored at the moment because i mean you've got rid of the best <laughs> probably the best fullback in the league he's buggered off to bayern munich on like for next to note, basically on a, on a loan de- deal um he's fl- he's playing an 18 year old in in the same sort of position where he comes into central midfield and then he buggers off back to fullback, which is a piss take in itself to be honest um, <laughs> i mean it, like I I I kind of don't know what's going on. Is is he like is he is he bored of winning it so easily? Like I mean, he's gave Arsenal a little bit of like he's like almost dangled a carrot, as I like to say, <laughs> because he's like, oh, Mikhail, you were my like assistant for so
4: long. I'll give you
3: two players to help
4: you because uh, I need some challenge. It it feels that way, doesn't it? Looking at it from the at the outside, it definitely feels that way. And um, I made a joke a couple of weeks ago saying when City let Cancelo go, which I, I, I'll add. By all accounts, given the way, reportedly, allegedly, etc., the behind-the-scenes situation was with uh, with Cancelo, and, and you know, like I said, reported bust-ups. It was the right decision in that sense to let him go. The issue was you're going into the second half of the season where, as I said, at the top you're fighting for free free trophies, and your only recognised left back is a lad who who Sergio Gomez came from uh, Anderlecht, where he played one season in that position. So you could say. In fact, you would almost certainly say City a light in that in that area. And I said, I joked, you know, do you think Guardiola sets himself these challenges to win league titles with? Completely being completely under understaffed in one position. Last couple of years, it's been striker. You sign early in Haaland. You think all those worries are going to go away, and then suddenly you're having to juggle with all these different concerns. And um yeah, maybe, maybe it's like do you remember on on, on FIFA uh, the the game when you used to get these shot like the, the the season challenges where you had to go and I don't know win a game with ten men or go and come mm. from four 0 behind. Maybe you just doing that for the entire for the entire. Maybe he just loves football manager like uh, like mm. most people do. <laughs> um... Would you say like uh,
3: just just talk about off the field sort of stuff because I know a lot of people won't know too much detail. I, I myself mm. included in that. I don't know loads and loads about it. I just seen what what was reported in the news and then what was on the uh, the overlap with, with Neville and Carragher and them going on about it with um, probably someone that you know in esteemed company. I don't really know yeah, know the fella. Yeah. But what 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 is this kind of the situation there for for people that don't know really anything about it and if if they Rumours are true that where City could get almost removed from the league, they could get titles stripped away and they could almost go down into the doldrums of the Football League. Do you think that could happen? And do you think anyone would stay similar to the of situation and they almost have a football manager sort of... Uh, I mean, Guardiola <laughs> might enjoy that. He might go enjoy going to like <laughs> Port Vale and, and Yeovil and stuff yeah. and then just go and charge back up the leagues again. I don't know. Mm.
4: Just taking a sip of water because it's, uh, it, it's quite a mouthful. Um, as you said, it's it's a complex situation. And, and to be honest, one of the lines I've been parroting for a couple of weeks now is um, the fact that football supporters, um, ourselves included, shouldn't really have to be dealing with this stuff. And I think that's probably where I'm at at this stage, having had a few days to mull over it, in the sense that I've spent a week or so looking through Premier League handbooks, speaking to lawyers, trying to find out what the statute is, what what the situation might be in terms of court cases, what's allowed to be presented as evidence, what isn't, etc. And I mean, I never got into football to do that. No one ever got into football to no. do that, you know. And, and that's sort of where we're at at the moment. There's so much that's been said. There's so much noise that's been made. There's so many people who have almost overnight come to conclusions about what's happened what hasn't happened what needs to happen as a result and to be honest i think the the most sensible line is nobody actually knows this is a this is a situation that is probably going to be played out across I'd say, uh, I've just said nobody knows, I'm about to make sweeping conclusions, but I'd, I'd probably say based off, you know, uh, an educated guess, it's going to be a couple of years. It happened with the UEFA one, as I'm sure people remember, when, when City were banned temporarily, although it was never enforced from the Champions League for two years. That investigation took a couple of years and then uh, City were able to take it to the Court of Arbitration for Sport it appears that isn't going to be the case this time around. There's going to be an independent commission from the Premier League um, who are going to look at the facts, look at the evidence, try and work with City as much as they can, because that's, a, a, again, there's so many different branches to that, but that's one of the charges in this sort of 130-odd dossier, whatever it is, is the fact that 30 of them are City not cooperating with the Premier League in the investigation. So it isn't a case of saying these all these charges are because City spent £100 million pound on a player in whatever year, whatever season. It, it It's basically, to sort of try and summarise as succinctly as possible, the The crux of it is City's finances allegedly haven't been presented in good faith. And basically what the Premier League's saying is City have been fraudulent, lying to auditors who are the people who look at the finances, look at the books, make sure everything's in order – and trying to get one over for a series of years, and when I've spoken to lawyers, they're saying, you know, this isn't a gimmicky sort of situation where it's a, you know, a, oh look at City, they've spent money, blah blah. This is like as serious as you can get in terms of sporting cr- crimes in inverted commas. But there is the potential on on top of that for it to get involved with the Crown Prosecution Service. Who who <laughs> we're going very deep here, but are the sort of the the government's. Um, attorneys in so you know they're, they're the people who can take people to court and, f- and and press criminal charges this is the severity of what we're dealing with here so like I said it's not like it's not just this sort of this jovial trivial thing it's quite serious which is why we're probably going to be here hopefully for your sake on a Premier League podcast with Forrest in a year's time in a couple of years time still speaking about this because it's gonna yeah. it's gonna take that long I mean I, I, I don't want to delve into what Chelsea's
3: situation might be in a few years of of these yeah, loopholes man. and and spending nearly a billion pounds in one season to finish <laughs> what, eighth, maybe mm-hmm. at, at, at probably the worst. I mean, that's that's an incredible story. But let's get back to the to the football, which is the the fundamental thing of of us fans of why we why we love the game and stuff. But it's an interesting title race between yourselves and Arsenal. I would say. <laughs> I mean, Man United keep trying to flirt with the the idea of of competing in a three horse race, but it's <laughs> I mean. I don't want to like take away the glory away from City and City fans because obviously it's brilliant to be that dominant force, especially when we watch like Man United do it so long in the 90s and the 2000s mm. and then Liverpool obviously before that in the 80s. Um, but for the sake of the rest of the league and maybe the neutral, like myself, it's quite good that Arsenal are there challenging again after so long where they've not been a serious contender and, and whatnot. But I, I kind of see yourselves as similar sort of teams you've both got similar sort of depth and maybe i'd probably edge mm-hmm. Man city in that way although getting rid of cancello doesn't really help but i do think like the back the backups are far better in city's city's team but you if you play obviously you play the each other this week and then you play us at the weekend you could be level on points by the by the end of the weekend
4: yeah yeah touch wood um I completely agree. To be honest, if it wasn't if it wasn't for City competing against Arsenal, I'd be all in on Arsenal. If it was most other teams in the Premier League, I'd be I'd be rooting them on because I think they've got an extremely likable team. They've got an extremely likable manager, albeit at times can come across a bit pushy on the sidelines and whatnot. But <laughs> you know what 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 top manager isn't. I think it, it may Arteta's maybe had a little bit of a unfair go at things in that sense with his with his touchline antics, as, as silly as it does look at times. Um, but they've got they've got basically a really likable current set of players and a current manager. Less kind words about the supporters who at the weekend um, had quite a, a, a hilarious attempt at making a statement with a banner. But, but you know, we won't, we won't particularly get into that. However, <laughs> I, I, I certainly agree that, you know, if I was a neutral, I'd be looking at Arsenal going, it'd be great for them to win the league because nobody wants City to go on and win 10 titles in a row like it is the case with Bayern Munich and the Bundesliga. Or you mentioned Juventus before, like they've done in the past. You want competitiveness and that's absolutely fine. The difference being, obviously, of City persuasion. We're all going to go. That's that's hopefully not going to be the case, and we can have a title race, as has been the case with Liverpool a few a few years in the past. But as long as City come out on top at the end of it, I think we'll all be we'll all be happy. I mean, you could say Serie A's probably
3: the most competitive league in Europe mm. at the moment. I think the last five seasons, is it? There's been a different winner. There's probably going to yeah, be a different yeah. winner this season in Napoli, who are who are my team actually for for Italy. I quite I do like them, so oh, that'd be interesting. But, but like. Going into that game, I mean, I've not watched City too much since the break, but when I have, it doesn't seem like they're quite in their full flow or, or anything like that. Erling Haaland seems mm. to sh- be struggling to, I mean, I, after I watched him against us, I was like, he'll get to 50 in, in no time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's still great. He's still obviously scoring more than a goal in a game in the average, but it doesn't quite seem like it's in full flow, although obviously it looks like it might have been at Villa at the weekend. What, what's your thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, it, it's been it's been a conundrum. Um, if I'm being totally honest, and and the conclusion I've come to, and a conclusion a lot of city fans have con- come have, have come to as well, because the the obvious the the debate is sort of surrounded on whether or not City are a better football team with or without Harland. For me, the answer to that question is quite simple: City are undoubtedly a better football team with Harland. The fellas scored 31 goals in all competitions after 25, 26 games, or whatever it is. The issue is everyone around Haaland making the team better in that sense if that sort of jumbled up way of thinking comes to sort of some sort of logical conclusion it by what I mean by that is Haaland's doing everything he has to do absolutely fine he's scoring goals that's his job how City set up behind him has been the issue with this sort of makeshift back three that Guardiola's sort of gone to at times in in the Villa game at the weekend he went for a sort of a more orthodox back three in the sense that Kyle Walker alongside two centre-halves were playing there and and your midfielders were floating around covering spaces and dropping deeper. I think for City, if they're going to be successful at any point in the season, they've just got to find a system and and Guardiola's got to click with something that not only works for the rest of the the, the ten other players that are on the pitch, but also for the striker up front because City basically, I know Haaland's been great so far this season, but City Signed Ireland for what's to come in the next couple of months, in the sense that Premier League title races, obviously, City have done it a few times in the past, but getting those those big goals in big games that separate you from sort of the rest of the teams below, and then the Champions League as well. Where I don't know if you can think back to the Real Madrid semi-final, where City had must have had about seventy-seven shots on target in the <laughs> in the first leg, and and remarkably only scored four goals, Um but and still it, went it out. Still, and still went out, yeah. DME, don't remind me. Uh, but but that those games, where 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 seasons are defined. Basically, he's, he's a he's a talent who's going to define campaigns, and, and that's where where Harlan's going to be brought in. So I think the system has to accommodate him rather than he accommodating the system.
0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Just a break in play to give a plug to my business. This is Reece off the pod. I have my own courier business, RL Delivery Service. I do local and GB deliveries, good rates, fully insured. So give me a message on, it's RL Deliveries on Twitter. You can find it in my bio, which is um, Reece, spell S N F F C. Or I'm also on Facebook at RL Delivery Service. So if you do need anything moving, give me a message and I'd be more than happy to help. That's fair enough. And I would like
3: to know, obviously, you guys are looking at a different end of the table, but from someone who's obviously a clearly a football purist and a and a general football fan, I just want your opinion on the relegation fight because the last few people I spoke to obviously have been people out of supporting teams that have got promoted with Forest or are in this like group of about eight teams, which I think is Crazy for for the neutral and people who are probably going to finish mid table or just chasing Europe. It's kind of an interesting battle. I just wanted to know what your opinion was on it.
4: Yeah, I I covered the the Forest Fulham game at the weekend and I I felt like in the last couple I've seen a few Forest games recently in the last couple of games I I'd probably have it at the turning point as the Chelsea match um which I believe was New Year's Day uh so I, I'd probably have that as a turning point where where you're looking at. The what had gone before was obviously a little bit bitter. You had games where Forest looked fantastic. You had games where Forest clearly looked disjointed because, you know, ninety percent of the team had hadn't played a full season together. Whereas now I think that you're looking at a situation where where players are understanding each other. Steve Cooper's found some form of. I mentioned with Guardiola in the system, but Steve Cooper's the same. He's found some sort of familiarity with the players who he can trust, who does does well, who doesn't. Um, A big part of that as well for me is Morgan Gibbs-White finding a role and, and being able to flourish and getting the best out of him. I, I was slightly skeptical in that in that crazy summer window when, when Forrest seems to be buying almost every like like a football manager player, every every talent you'd ever heard of was rocking up at, at the city ground. But I think he's really starting to come to his come into his own and and justifying that price tag. I think as you, you you guys have probably mentioned millions of times before, it's a case of just staying up mm. because whilst we're on the topic of, of financial um, implications, there's going to be a lot of questions in the summer, say Forest go down with these new talents, with these new shiny toys and these big contracts. <laughs> what what happens to them? Because it could be it could be a damaging situation. So fingers crossed from your point of view, and I, I, I genuinely mean this, I'm not saying it because I'm here, but the league's a better place for teams like Nottingham Forest, for teams like Wolves, for teams like Leeds. These... And I don't want to. I don't want to sort of say like you know the the big the traditional bigger clubs should be in the league because it's great seeing Brentford, it's great seeing Brighton and and Fulham. and seems like that doing what they do, but it's much more interesting than Bournemouth or Norwich. And I am um, secretly hoping that to get a bit of gap in between themselves and the relegation zone. However, not starting with a win on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I saw um, the Fulham fan we had on, he actually said something
3: like, if Fulham got to 35 points or something, like that. I think it was someone like that anyway. Well, I can't remember now, but um, 35, 35 points has seemed to have been the kind of number to get to for the last four or five seasons to stay up. So we're 11 points off that. So mm. it kind of gives us a little bit of hope. Obviously you want to get to 40 because that's just like, it seems the magic number, doesn't it all the time. Mm. So it'll be an interesting one, but I just want your, your thoughts on the game, obviously on Saturday. I mean, we are probably in the camp majority of Forest fans. I mean, there's probably one crazy person that's going to put ten on Forest to beat you. Cause it will, why, why wouldn't you sort of thing, but <laughs> what what are your thoughts for the game on Saturday? And, and how can how can Forest go about to actually get a result out of City, would you say? Because it's not you've not been invincible. I mean, I mean you got beat the other week by Spurs and you got beat uh, just before I think was it around Christmas time or just after by
4: Brentford? So
3: if you're not invincible.
4: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um I was on I was on an Aston Villa show before before that game last week and and I'll say exactly the same because I don't think that result for City changes pretty much everything. <laughs> However, I think you've got I think you've got to say if you're Steve Cooper in that dressing room you've got to say this team are beatable. And in previous years when you'd have said that ahead of a City match you'd have been pretty much lying to your players because City have gone through campaigns losing twice, three times, four times mainly to the sort of the quote unquote bigger teams. However, as you said, Brentford, there was a defeat against United, there was a defeat against Tottenham. Um, City have dropped points in other matches as well. Aston Villa there has been a draw, Newcastle away, there's been a draw. There's obviously flaws to the city teams. While while also fantastic and second in the table, first in the table, whatever it may be, come kickoff. There are still there are still issues where you as a as a football team going into the game, you you can expose the flaws. I you know, you mentioned it a number of times, Cancelo not at the club, is a big loss for City, regardless of what it was like behind the scenes. So I'd say with that atmosphere, as you've seen at the city ground this year, it it's been as good as a uh, uh, an extra player, you know, it's a very big cliche, but it is when you're down there at the bottom, you've got to win your home matches. You've got to take points. Liverpool, albeit everyone's beaten them bar City this season, or at least it feels like that. Liverpool felt the wrath of that and Chelsea have as well. And and I think, I think, for I'm going to do that thing again, where I say Forest fans <laughs> should be confident and it ends up 6-0, but genuinely this time I d- I do think there's an opportunity. The caveat to that is City have the play is to be 3-0 up in inside half an hour, as, mm. as you know. And I think, which which team turns up? Whereas in the past that hasn't been the case. Whichever team turns up uh, will dictate the way this game goes. I think the Forest problem is is the mentality when we've played the bigger sides, apart from
3: maybe Liverpool and Spurs this season at home and Chelsea. Mm. We've we've kind of gone well. You're coming to our stomping ground, and we're gonna have a right good go at you. Man United in the Carabao Cup was. Not none of that. Apart from maybe the spell after they scored the goal, where we looked like a team that was competitive. As soon as they got the second, we just didn't look interested. Mm. And then so that that that's like been our downfall, especially away from home against yourselves. We just we'd rolled over and got our bellies tickled, and that's why we got beat so comfortably. <laughs> same same at Arsenal. Same at Leicester. Same at United in the in the league and in the in the second leg of the Carabao Cup. Sh- that that's the only thing that I fear for is you Man City come. Joe Warrell looks at Erling Ireland again and goes, "Oh no, not again." <laughs> and and that's that is the general fear from the supporters when Cooper says about belief nearly every week when we play away from home or we play with a we've got we have got the talent. Morgan Gibbs White is a player that can really really hurt any team in this division when he's on it. The last two games, he's probably not looked as fit as he maybe would like to be, but that's mm. that's that's his issue and and the and the team's issue. So, um. I would like some predictions. I've got a little quiz for you at the end as well. Going back to that two thousand and one game, so we'll we'll go all that. But what's your predictions for the game? How do you see it going and and the score?
4: So uh i I always have the the privilege of hosting my own show where I ask everyone else for predictions and I never have to do it myself so i'm uh, <laughs> I'm, sl- I'm slightly uh unexperienced with this with this segment but i, I I'm you know it, it'd be remiss of me to to come on on here and say that I think Forest are gonna go and and beat city because obviously the odds and the percentages say that isn't the case. do I think there's a potential absolutely I think there's a potential for for uh for forest to beat city however, I'll probably say. I'd, I'd probably say City are going to concede because this season that that's more more often than not has been the case. But I'd probably say it, it maybe a free one, possibly a two-one. I don't think it's going to be a. I don't think it's going to be a thumping. I don't think it's going to be a mauling. I think it'll be a competitive match, which is is what I sort of I would expect at this point at this stage of the season, regardless of what team you play in. Um. So yeah, free one, 3 one will do. I mean, I think if. I can go away losing
3: if we've gave it a real good go and not and not showed that fear like we have done against the bigger boys but and i and I'll probably take that if we if we did happen to lose and we and we had a really good go at you and Guardiola comes out and goes that was a bloody hard game uh, and, mm. and it's one that he looks back on if you say you pip off to the side and you go that that was that was one of those ones where we had to grind something out that would be pretty admirable but Let's go back to the game I mentioned at the start. So it's the first time we've met in the the old first division and we drew 1-1 in 2001. For you, Amos, I want you to know, I want you to, can you name the goal scorer for Man City? It was a one-all draw. And I want you to, Mm. if you can name
4: the eleven. Name the eleven. Wow, um, well, or so, as many as you can. <laughs> so, full disclaimer: I'd have been the you mentioned Brennan Johnson before. I'd been the ripe old age of about one at that at that point. So, oh. um, it it wasn't it wasn't the game I remember. But I, I'm I'm I I would say at that period of time, it's probably either of going to be, you know, they probably in terms of you probably it's probably going to have had to have been something like Sean Gota. It was Sean Gota. Oh, <laughs> woof! Few, few. <laughs> um. So, in terms, in terms of players, well, well, goalkeeper. I think that's probably one potentially most confident of Nicky Weaver. I, I assume yep. was still number one at that point. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, in terms of players who who I would I would sort of suggest were in the team at that point. Richard Dunn would have been coming up and yeah, he was coming. He's in it. Yeah. Um. Da, da, da. Maybe Darren Huckabee, who was yep, there. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. up top. Um, with da, Sean da, Gota, da. obviously. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a classic four-four-two. What else would you have ever wanted? Um, <laughs> uh, possibly someone like I'm trying to think now because this is the point in in time when City just had a revolving door of footballers. So, so <laughs> may, may, maybe the likes of Kevin Horlock was was he was yep. he in the he was in there. F- right, okay, I've, I've got. This is past great respect- knowledge for someone who was only one. <laughs> I mean, that is, I've got, I've got past the respectable line. Um, this is this is where it starts to really really thin out a little bit. So I might need a. I could give you the manager, which would have been Kevin Keegan, but I'm, I'm a bit uh, I'm a bit stumped on the on the rest of it. Um, I mean, there's someone that played for both clubs,
3: an England hero, and that would oh. be.
4: Uh, Stuart Pearce, of course. Yeah, Stuart yeah,
3: Pearce. Yeah. Uh, the the rest of them, Lucian Matemo. i have never heard of him. Uh, no, me and you both. <laughs> Ger- Gerard Wicked. Ger- Gerard. Oh, Gerard Meekens, Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Steve Harvey. Uh, oh, Steve Harvey. Ali Bernaba Ali Bernabia, Yeah. Bernabea. Yeah. Dicks of yeah. the two who. No, oh, so, I mean that fight. is that is a very different <laughs> city team to the one oh, that, you've had, that you've had the privilege of watching in your short <laughs> your short life, but. Um, <laughs> Great to have you on again, Amos. Um, Privilege, obviously, as always. Um, Where can people find your podcast? Um, It's at City Report, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spot on. Um, Like you say, at City Report, we we do daily episodes, uh, not always Manchester City related. Sometimes not even football related that's how uh, that's how versatile we can be but at city report i'm on twitter at amos murphy underscore and yeah um been an absolute pleasure and i wish you lot the best of luck for the rest of the season oh thank you
3: very much i would wish you luck for saturday but i definitely wouldn't mean it um i hope i hope like i mean i hope Ireland going off injured at the weekend is a is a sign <laughs> but we'll we can hope but thanks for again for coming on and come on you reds
5: just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share, and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter, um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling, um, by all means, message the pod and one of those will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter. You know, use the Forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in conference, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be struggling at this time.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.